Hey there, my name is Cara McClintock and I am the host of the Building a Better Body podcast. I am a certified health coach, a podcaster, and the platform for others to share their story. My aim is to get as many experts on the show as possible, be that experts in health, experts in fitness, experts in mind, body, and soul, all the good things that make up that better body. I hope you enjoy the show. Today's show is brought to you by Hunter and Gatherer. These guys make the most amazing avocado mayo and avocado oil. I am currently obsessed with the garlic mayo. I pretty much put it on everything because it tastes so good. Jeff and Amy have created a wonderful brand with a range of products that not only taste great but are also nasty free. And I'm happy to tell you that you can use the discount code KAREN10OFF at checkout on their store, hunterandgatherfoods.com and also on Amazon UK. So go on, treat yourself and have a taste. Check out the link in the show notes for teas and seeds. Hey there, my favourite listeners. Thank you so much for joining me today on episode number 71 of the BBB podcast. You know, the great thing about podcasts is that you can catch up on them at any time. Listen on the go in the car, in the shower, <laughs> pick and choose episodes, you know, re-listen to old ones, that sort of thing. Now, if you're thinking, mm, Karen, that sounds like you're gearing up for an excuse, you'd be right. I am. <laughs> I'm a little late with this week's show and uh, I've kind of been beating myself up about it a little bit. You know, I do like a bit of efficiency in my life, but for all I know, you could still be listening to episode number 15, so I guess... I'll have to give myself a break. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I love it when I have a few shows all lined up and ready to come out automatically, but it just hasn't happened lately. I've been in talks with, uh, I think, three new people to be guests, but I haven't been able to secure the dates yet. So here I am today, ready to give you another one of my solo shows recorded today as of 12.50, Thursday the 6th of September. So maybe you're listening to it later today, which would be very cool as well. And you all know I like to keep these solo shows, that's quite difficult to say, solo shows short. So I'm sure this one will be no exception, but you never know, I may rant on. <laughs> Alrighty, so let's dive in. Now you may or may not know I was at a silent meditation retreat last weekend there and I would really love to share my story about it with you today because there's lots of twists and turns and fun stuff. Actually I'll tell you a funny story first. Close friends know this one and I do believe uh, I think I blogged about it as well last year but just for you new guys in my tribe here we go. I went on this same retreat pretty much exactly a year ago and I had never been to the location before and I was embarking on the journey all by myself. So I put the location into my maps app, as you do, and off I went. So I drove all the way to the location and I pulled up to what looked like a really grand looking house with a lovely pebble dashed driveway. I thought, oh, this looks nice. I can get used to this for the weekend. I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, set the scene for you here. And I think it was about 20 or 30 minutes too early because I'm always early. Thanks, Dad. That's you've built that into me. Um, so I thought I would just chill in the car for a bit. I mean, nobody nobody wants to be the first to arrive, do they? Actually, you know, today I couldn't care less. But then I did care. I did not want to be the first because I didn't know what the experience was going to be like. So I wanted to take it easy. <laughs> so I sat there reading for a bit, you know, looking up every now and again. 
and I thought to myself, flip, I am early because I can see cleaners going into the big house. You know, the door was open so I could see them working away. And I was just thinking, mm, maybe they're just doing a bit of a quick tidy up before the guests arrive. So I sat a bit longer and then I thought, maybe some people have arrived and maybe they've gone inside. So I got out of my car and walked in through the door. I peeped into the left, saw the cleaners in the kitchen, but it was such a big room, they, they didn't see me. I walked across the grand looking hall into another room with what was sort of a really lovely suite of furniture and a fancy TV. And then I walked back a bit into another room, which looked like just a living area. And I thought, oh, maybe that's where we'll be reading and sort of chilling out later. Then a few seconds later, the penny dropped. It dawned on me. Karen, you have literally just strolled into someone's actual house. <laughs> so needless to say, I made a sharp exit without anybody seeing me. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I laugh at it today. Um, but after a bit of further communication, I realised that maps had just taken me down the street right before where it was meant to go. <laughs> but sure, it made, it made for a funny story. But now, fast forward to this year. And I was on my way again. And this time I knew exactly where I was going. And this time I brought a friend with me. Shout out to Donna. Last time on the retreat, um, the silent period was only up until the Saturday afternoon. But this time we were silent all of Saturday and part of Sunday morning. So I thought that would be fun bringing a friend and not talking to her. <laughs> of course, our uh, teachings would be the speaking part, but we were going to be simply listening and then reflecting upon them. So we arrived on the Friday evening and we weren't silent at this point, you know, because we needed to get settled in and, and talk to the other, the other guests a little bit. And all in all, there was a total of, it's hard to keep track, seven meditations. And each session was about an hour and 15 minutes long. Pretty intense for somebody who doesn't really meditate for long periods of time. I have got to practice myself at home for doing about 10 minutes in the morning, but an hour and 15 is a different world altogether. Um, but just to break it down a little for you, the structure of the sessions were basically all the same, beginning with a simple meditation at the start, not much spoken word from our teacher. And then we'd listen to a Buddhist prayer in a song format. And then our teacher would discuss a topic and then there would be further meditation on that topic that sort of vibe so yes that took over an hour I actually and I actually kept the book I wrote in last year reflecting on the meditation so it was great to compare my experience from last year to this year I found last year I had more thoughts on what our teacher had to actually say you know I would write down her topics about having compassion for others seeing things from other people's perspective you know really holding space for others it really aligned with my thoughts, if you know what I mean. Uh, and this time it felt a little different. I wrote a lot, but not so much about the teacher topics, more about where I am in life and where I want to get. Maybe her topics evoked that, but it didn't feel that way. Um, completely different experience this time. I found her topics a little more abstract and harder to connect with. You know, the concepts she was talking about, discussions around things like the mind not being in the body and trying to visualize it as a separate part of us that keeps on going after we die. So this is all the, the Buddhist Dharma teachings, which is something that I don't necessarily believe in. So maybe that's why. Um, I did connect with the point that she made about realizing that attachment is not what we should be striving for. In, in that um, others cannot make us happy, even though it may seem that way, we simply cannot rely 
on the attachment to others to make us feel happy. It's an inside job and I've said this before. It's always um, a decision we can make at any opportunity if we just think about it for a moment. You know, we can give love and that of course can bring about feelings of happiness but that is not reliant upon others. I guess it all fe- felt a little more complex this time round. <laughs> However, the entire experience uh, brought me great joy because a full day of silence was the best experience ever. Who knows where it will lead? This year I brought with me some books. You know the way it is, it's very easy to start a book and then you put it down and you never finish it. I am the queen of that. Maybe you're, you guys are good, but I am really bad for starting a book and never finishing it because, you know, distractions. <laughs> well, I wanted to finish one of my books, so I brought it along with me and I'll talk about that later. But let me just tell you about my full day of silence. Saturday was a beautiful day. Lovely sunshine came out in the afternoon. After the first meditation, I went for a walk, which took me right down onto the shore. Imagine doing this without your phone. You know, just just your thoughts, just serene and peaceful. It almost feels weird these days to go for a walk without your phone. It's funny, you know, how we, we find this strange, but our grandparents would have happily went for a walk without anything other than their thoughts for company. But there was no choice, I get it. Um, but it's, it's just about going back to basics sometimes, just to see what happens. Later on, I walked through the grounds of the house, picked some blackberries, ate them, just enjoyed being in the present moment. Lovely, simplistic way of spending your day. And you know what's amazing? How much time you have to play with when you spend your days this way. You know, you often hear people say, oh, I'm too busy to do such and such. But I've heard it before and I'll say it again here now. You aren't too busy. You just have set up a different set of priorities for the day, you know. And that's okay. That's that's absolutely fine. You know, if you're re- if you really wanted to carve out some time to do something that was important to you, you would do it. So it's about making time for what's important and being okay with letting go of the rest. So all day Saturday, it felt like I had all the time in the world to read and go a little introspective, if you like, and find out what was going on inside. One thing I've learnt is that whether you like it or not, we must sit with our thoughts from time to time, work through them, you know, really feel them. And of course, this can be unpleasant, but it really is the only way to move forward and grow. Otherwise, the thoughts will just get bigger and louder and more annoying. Um, so, so when you go on a silent retreat and remove all distractions, you have to sit with your thoughts. So maybe right now, have a think. If you're feeling a little unpleasant about something, what what do you do to feel better? Maybe you grab something sugary to eat. Maybe you go on YouTube. Maybe you scroll social media. Maybe you put on Netflix. It's it's anything, isn't it, that distracts you from feeling the actual emotions. And will give you a bit of a dopamine rush, which will, I guess, initially make you feel better. And this, of course, is not our fault. I'm not shouting at you. I do the same. We are only human. You know, our brain is trying to keep us safe. And it, it's, it feels good to do something that takes our mind off of real life for a bit. But we can't do it forever. If we always avoid avoid our feelings, they only magnify, manifest into habits we'd rather maybe not have. Um, we just don't grow as people and feel emotionally strong. I think if we can master this, we can show up for other people better as well. So it's the whole analogy of putting on your oxygen mask first before anybody else's. You know, get yourself safe and then you can help others in your life. I think it's just about being more aware as well. You know, 
you've maybe never even thought about this before, but it's a fascinating topic that you can delve into a little bit if you wish on your own. So shaking it up a bit, um, the book I finished reading when I was away was called Willpower Doesn't Work by Benjamin Hardy. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes if you're interested in it yourself. And it couldn't have come at a, a more appropriate time. You know, you hear people say all the time, I just need to sort out my willpower and I will give up the sugar, go to the gym, finish my studies, you know, insert whatever it is you're trying to do as if it was that easy. But Hardy explains that willpower is like a muscle that quickly fatigues. You know, you wake up in the morning and you look at your phone and away you go scrolling on someone else's agenda and your willpower is gone already and you haven't even got out of bed. (laughs) I mean, there's lots in this book, but the main takeaway is that the only real way to make big leaps forward is to change your actual environment. So for example, think of the the people you spend the most time with. Where are you going? Are you doing things that you want to do? Are are they setting the example that you want to follow, making you want to up your game, if you like? Or are they bringing you down? You know, negativity just falls out of their mouths and they hit their jobs. And like I say, everyone is on their own journey, so it's not their fault if they're negative you know, something has shaped them to end up that way. You know, we're not born complaining. Our past has shaped us, but it doesn't have to be part of our future. And that being said, you know, you can't always change the people you're around, um, your family and things like that. But maybe you can be the one that sets the example uh, that always tries to show up as your best self. Just hope that they follow your lead. You know, you can't change people. You have to let them work it out for themselves. And in the meantime, it's so important to hang about with people that lift you up as much as you can. People who are really making things happen and being the types of people that you aspire to be. It just sets the standard and you just can't help but move along with them. It sounds so simple, but probably difficult to do. Um, You know, you've heard it before, but you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. I'd say choose wisely if you can. Woo, that was quite a spiel. (laughs) But one final point I'd like to leave you with, and perhaps you're asking, how have I been since the retreat? I have felt more calm, but I know I have to be careful not to slip into my old distraction technique ways. But what I have been practicing lately is working really, really well. And you guys could try it too. I've been setting intentions for the day. And you've maybe heard this sort of thing before, but not just in the morning. I've been sectioning it throughout the day. So what I mean by that is before I go and do a new task, I say to myself, I want this to go a certain way. For example, I want this interaction to be easy, free and fun. Or I want this meeting to feel positive and I want to speak my truth. I want to be my authentic self. (laughs) Sounds like a big spiel, doesn't it? But it happens a bit quicker than that in the head. Basically just positive segmenting as you go through your day it's it's tricky to always remember but I've been having the most amazing results with it from the start of this week so there we go my solo show is coming to an end from meditation to silence to really feeling your thoughts and setting positive intentions I really hope that this has given you something to think about and I would love your feedback as always on this show so don't be scared to drop me a line I am quite nice really (laughs) so until next time go be you Thank you. Thank you so much as always for listening guys. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you have any questions, send them along to info at karmaclintock.co.uk and if you want to support the show, you can head on over to karmaclintock.co.uk forward slash support and it would be awesome if you could leave me an iTunes review as well. Thank you.